Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Secrets of the High Demand Coach podcast. I'm here with yet another high demand coach, uh, someone that in just a few short moments that we've known each other, I've already come to appreciate and respect. And I'm so excited about this conversation. Uh, who is this mystery guest? This is the one and only Miss Heather Dominic. She's a woman who's impressively successful and highly sensitive. She is an exceptional facilitator and teacher and is known for creating a safe, sacred, environment for true transformation, whether delivering training online or in person. That is not easy to do, by the way. Uh, since 2010, Heather has taught thousands of highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders from around the globe how to release lifelong limiting beliefs, overcome fears, and develop new leadership skills in order to excel in business and in life by doing things differently to create more impact and more income. Amazing. I love it. Uh, Heather, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I'm excited about this conversation and I'd love to see if uh, you could just start us off and tell us your story. How did you get into coaching and why? Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here and just really love what you're doing with your podcast. So I'm really just appreciating being a part of it. So, well, um, I have been self-employed for almost 20 years. I entered into my first business in 2003, coming out of the traditional classroom as a high school English and drama teacher. So, (laughs) the... um, the plunge into the self-employment pool was massive for me. And if anyone listening can even just think for a minute of like 2003, and I'm just going to give a reference and say, Facebook didn't exist. So, (laughs) so there was a massive learning curve for myself, but what was motivating me was the fact that I loved the work that I did with my students, yet I was very frustrated with the public school system. And so there was literally something deep inside me that maybe you could just say was naivete at the time, um, but just really felt this pull to be able to do the work that I was doing with my students, but in a, a bigger way to be able to have more of an impact with 
without the restrictions of, again, the, the public school system. Um, so I learned a lot along the way, including um, around 2008-9, I learned for the first time that I was a highly sensitive person. That changed everything about how I was being in business, including just a couple of years later, as you already mentioned, I realized that I needed to start sharing with other highly sensitives how it was that I was managing being able to be self-employed for myself. So um, I think that's enough to get us started, but you know, we're here for you to ask me questions. So please do. That's great. So there's a, a phrase that we, we've used several times already in this conversation, and that is highly sensitive. And, and I know that's a big theme for you and your work. And, uh, you know, from your story, uh, a big theme for your life and, and identity as an individual and as a, a leader and a coach. So tell us a little bit about how you define highly sensitive. And uh, from there, w- what kind of work do you do with clients around that that concept? Absolutely. So first of all, it's far from a phrase created by me. And actually, when I learned that I was a highly sensitive person, I had never heard that phrase before. And again, it was around 2007, 2008. I came to understand that I was highly sensitive because of what I can now look back on and say was a dark night of the soul. I had brought my business across the seven figure mark for the first time. And I would love to say like, you know, balloons fell from the sky and fairies started doing my laundry. And, you know, I rode unicorns to the grocery store. None of that happened. It was actually the exact opposite. Um, I was absolutely overwhelmed. I was overworked. I was overexhausted. I um, was questioning everything that I was doing. Oh, I also had the lowest net that I had ever experienced. And it was just like, what is all of this? And so I, you know, pulled back on so much of what I was doing at the time, except for continuing to, you know, pour my love and service into the clients that I was working with. And through that pull back and that time of self-inquiry, I was led to a woman whose name is Dr. Elaine Aaron, and she is the author of The Highly Sensitive Person and one of the founding researchers that came out of the mid-1990s. So in short, what it means to be a highly sensitive person is that your nervous system is wired to take in stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who's not highly sensitive. Mm. So that can be anything from like sight, smell, sound, touch, but also like energy, information. So it really impacts how it is that you process and and engage with the world. The other piece that I'll just, I'll actually share just two other pieces about what it means to be highly sensitive. One is that there's only, the research shows that there's only 20% of us born into the world who are highly sensitive. So there is a kind of set up to feel like there could be something wrong with you when the other 80% are not having the same experience that you are. Um, And that also you are born into the world this way. So I always like to say your parents didn't do it to you and you didn't pick it up on the playground. And it's not because of that weird purple drink that you had at that party in college. You are literally wired this way. It is biological and physiological. So when I learned that I was highly sensitive, it was like this major light bulb went off 
And I started looking at everything differently. And particularly for my business, I really came to understand like, okay, this means that I need to go about like marketing differently. I need to go about selling differently. I need to go about my operations differently. And that was really the beginning of my own journey as a highly sensitive entrepreneur. And then eventually, as I said earlier, sharing with others. So the work that I really do is to train highly sensitives who feel called to be self-employed and now also highly sensitives who feel called into leadership positions, how to really be able to master your nervous system so it's working for you in your entrepreneurial venture and for you as a leader, whether that be leader of self, leader of family, leader of life, leader of organization, corporation, business team, etc. Yeah. And here we are. Wow. Well, there's, there's so much there to explore. Um, so a few episodes back, uh, I had a coach and mentor of mine. His name is Matthew Pollard. And uh, the vast, vast majority of he works is done specifically for introverted entrepreneurs. Uh, and so there's a lot that, not that introverts are highly sensitive or that that's measuring the same thing, but what I, what I feel resonating with both of those is that neither of them are the quintessential, you know, stereotypical entrepreneur. Exactly. And he's just done an exquisite job of uh, of kind of debunking the myth that introverts can't be entrepreneurs. And, and I hear so much of that in what you're describing. Uh, and I, I, I've got some questions for you on it as well. But, uh, you know, being highly sensitive isn't the hard charging entrepreneur that can walk through walls and, you know, like that person doesn't exist in the first place. But so many folks can feel disqualified from it by something as simple as what you're talking about. Um, so uh, I'd love to explore that a little bit. Uh, one, um, uh, just, I'm struggling to find out where to start because I have so many questions, but uh, I want to start with uh, what is the, what's the kind of the, the lie that you find a lot of highly sensitive individuals telling themselves with regards to their qualification as an entrepreneur? Yes. So the big lie is there's something wrong with me. Mm. I haven't met a highly sensitive who doesn't have that lingering limiting beliefs operating somewhere. And, you know, in real simplistic terms, that just comes back to that 20 versus 80. And then because there's something wrong with me, uh, and because I'm different and those wires get crossed there as well, that being different means wrong mm. because there's something wrong with me and I'm different. I can't actually do what needs to be done to create a successful business. One other little exclamation point I'll add is also the lie of in order to be successful as an entrepreneur, my business has to look like this socialized description of business success. Usually that connects to some type of financial measure. Um, like as if a, if your business isn't a six-figure business, it's not successful. So that's just one of the, the, you know, all of those that I just listed, we really debunk in the highly sensitive leadership training programs. Mm. That's so good. So turning that around, uh, and I'd imagine that this is the case, what is the distinct advantage that highly sensitive 
uh, particularly entrepreneurs bring to you know their own growth as a leader and entrepreneur and also to their organizations that they lead? Absolutely. So in my work, I've identified what I refer to as, you know, top 12 highly sensitive shadows and top 12 highly sensitive strengths. And three of those top 12 strengths is that we are very intuitive. We are extremely empathic and we are also excellent, deep listeners. So when you learn how to be able to really access those strengths and have them honed and working for you when you call on them intentionally, that really positions you to be an amazing service-based entrepreneur and whatever form that might take, as well as a really, really effective team leader. Mm. And what kind of things do you find uh, highly sensitive entrepreneurs trying before they recognize that difference and that advantage and before they've worked with you or someone like you? Yes. One word, funnel, aka or complicated internet marketing. So much so that like sometimes I'll have, um, you know, like a a pre-member conversation with someone who's considering the highly sensitive leadership training program. And they will, in the same breath, be telling me how incredibly miserable they are, how overworked and overwhelmed they are and how much they've been Put, they put into mastering the internet marketing and the funnel process. Um, and then in the same breath, how unwilling they are to let it go. Why? <laughs> There's just such an ingrained, right? True internet marketing um, myth and socialized myth that that is the only way to succeed as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And it's literally only one way, not the only way. Right. And I have literally like, there's, you know, uh, I I work with highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders from around the globe and, you know, close to a hundred members in the business miracles community, spreading all types of businesses from, you know, coaches to creatives, to uh, people in the medical field, to real estate insurance, and not one of them is using funnel and internet marketing. And yet, Every single one of them is creating the financial success that they desire, but it it requires the willingness to begin to really break down and bust those myths and make a choice of like, wait, why am I doing this? And for most highly sensitive entrepreneurs, the reason they're called to be in business is to be of service. And to have a sense of fulfilled life purpose. Mm. And if that's why, and you're simultaneously completely miserable 
by using funnels and internet marketing, then we've got a massive misalignment. Now, one of the things that I always say is that I'm in no way saying that there's anything wrong with funnels or all of the complicated internet marketing, you know, formulas that are taught. But what I need to hear from you as a highly sensitive entrepreneur is that they make you so happy. Like that you love it. You are like a pig in mud on a sunny day. Like if you tell me that, like, oh my gosh, this is so joyful, Heather. Then I'm like, great, let's do this. Let's create that as your business model for you. Um, But there's a lot of wires that get crossed um, that need to be untangled. Yeah. And I understand that because it's kind of like, you know, dealing with lots of entrepreneurs, you you kind of see like there's there's two options. There's the the uber extroverted go out and tell everybody about what you do and, you know, the enthusiasm and the bubbly and the, you know, like you it's the guy that you meet seven times for the first time. You know, like you're expected to be that person and crush the networking meetings and make sales calls all day or whatever it may be. And it's like, you're highly sensitive. Like each one of those is like, that's the worst possible scenario I could ever come up with. So what's left? Well, then you've got this whole category, especially if you're looking online, you're guaranteed to find the the funnel world. And uh, agree for some folks, it's a a brilliant fit, but it's easy to see the intrigue of like, you mean I don't have to, you know, call people? You mean I don't have to go to networking meetings? You mean I don't have to? And it, it sounds great. Uh, and and I would imagine for a lot of them, they can't even understand why it's not great. You, like this should be a fit. This should match up what I'm capable of doing. I'm able to be by myself and sit for long periods of time and focus on projects. Why isn't this a fit? Why is it that it it sucks so much life out of them? Well, I mean, it's really ironic, right? So I so appreciate what you're saying. And again, I'm just loving this conversation. Um, because it's an illusion, right? So it's an illusion in the fact that one of the things that I teach is that, again, for those of us who are highly sensitive, who are called to be self-employed, the reason why we're called is that it's something bigger, it's something greater, it's something deeper. And that includes our own journey of healing. So in truth, we're actually being called to be self-employed because we're meant to master those limiting beliefs, or as I mentioned earlier, the shadow behavior that tells us I'm not good at networking. So something like the funnel and internet marketing actually serves as a smokescreen to try to hide behind. Then I don't really have to face the challenges that I experience as a highly sensitive. But when you actually begin the work that we do in the leadership training program and you start to face those shadows, then you realize they actually don't have that much power over you and that you actually don't have to try to build a fortress for yourself to try to protect yourself from the world, to try to protect yourself, you know, from other people, but that you can actually master that shadow tendency, shift into a place of strength, and then fulfill, again, what ironically is called you to be in business is to be of service to other people, which I don't know, call me crazy, but like that means you kind of got to interact with them. 
right? So the weird disconnect is that when we're trying to hide behind the funnels and behind the internet marketing, again, it's it's keeping us from our own healing and empowerment journey as highly sensitive, but it's also really ironically keeping us from what we're really best at, which is we're really great at making deep connections and sharing our gifts, our strengths with others. Mm. So getting lost in all of the emails and the setup of sequences, it's very disconnecting. It's literally the opposite experience of, again, what calls most of us as highly sensitive into being self-employed. So that's that's phenomenal. Uh, It's it's phenomenal. And I mean, you can see how it plays out and you can see how it just spirals. Uh, So fascinating. And I love the work that you're doing in that space. So this is the moment that I'm always excited about. Uh, It's what I look forward to in every uh, interview. And it's because I, I ask a question that always seems to just you know, knock, knock me back uh, every single time the answers that I get. But for you, I actually want to change it up a little bit because I'm going to ask you the same question two different ways. So the first one is what's the biggest secret that you wish every highly sensitive entrepreneur knew, right? What's the biggest secret you wish wasn't a secret? And then the second part I want you to follow up with, and uh, we can split it if we need to, but the second part is for those who are entrepreneurs, right, who are leaders who may not be highly sensitive, what's the what's the the biggest secret? The one thing that you wish they knew about how to work with and leverage the strengths of of highly sensitive employees? Yes. Oh my gosh, beautiful. So the first for those who are highly sensitive entrepreneurs or feel called into being, um, the biggest secret that I wish that you knew is that you have been brought here for a reason. Mm. That what you have to offer as a unique uh, member of the 20% is really needed. You're meant to be doing things differently. It's what the world is asking for. So stop hiding. Um, And then the second question is for those who are not highly sensitive. The biggest secret is that the highly sensitives who are in your life and they are there because it's one in five, they have something to offer that is a unique strength that you will never be able to do. So call on them rather than shame them for being different than you are. Mm, That's so good. Uh, So good. Um, and I think you're tapping into something and and we could probably spend three episodes on this, but the idea that, and you mentioned this earlier, the idea that different is not wrong or different is not weird or different is not all these things, but being able to embrace the differences uh, and, and really expound upon the strengths that are there and limit the shadow side uh, is, is fundamentally, I think what good leadership is about finding that in folks and, and bringing the very best out of them. Yes. All right. So, well, what I'd love to do, I'd love to have you take off your, your coach and advisor hat here for a moment and put on your CEO hat uh, as uh, an entrepreneur yourself and talk to us a little bit uh, about what you're doing to grow your business and yourself as a leader. Yes. So in terms of growing the business, I'm finally writing a book. I've written the book that so many people have asked me about. And surprise, surprise, I had to go through this whole process of being willing to do it differently. Um, So it was a very collaborative process. And I'm really, really excited about bringing this to the world. Um, And I really believe that it's something that's very 
needed. Um, so that is about growing my business. What was the second part in terms of the CEO question? So, and how are you growing yourself as a leader? Oh yes, growing myself as a leader. So that is just a, a non-negotiable constant, something that I don't really feel ever it turns off for me. Um, I'm always looking at what needs to be done um, better, what can be improved upon. So I'm always engaging in my own, um, what I refer to as energy management and self-assessment practices. And I would say there's lots of ways that those are particularly looking right now, but that's really at the heart of it. And especially in the midst of these exceptional times when there's really so much that's asking to be changed, to be done differently. Um, I'm really fiercely committed to not being lured into denial that things can just go back to how they were pre-pandemic. I'm very committed to uh, acts of betterment as a result of this global pandemic and the experience Mm. that we've all had. Mm. Heather, thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for uh, being on the show. Now, I know that for some folks, they're sitting on there and like, this is the first time I've ever heard of this. How have I never heard of this? That's me. Uh, and uh, so how could folks who, who've resonated with what you said today connect with you and find out more about the work that you do? Yes, for sure. Um, so you can definitely find out all about me at businessmiracles.com. And then what I, would, what I would add is if you have been resonating and you're starting to think like, oh, I might be, I don't know, then you can go to hsequiz.com and there will be an assessment that will help you to understand if you are somewhat of a highly sensitive entrepreneur, a super highly sensitive entrepreneur, or if you're like me and you are a super uber highly (laughs) sensitive entrepreneur. So businessmiracles.com and or hsequiz.com. Hsequiz. And that's a free quiz folks can take. That's right. Brilliant. Uh, So uh, if there's anything about the conversation that's resonated with you, I'd strongly encourage you to take that. I would even say to those who are saying like, I'm like the least sensitive person in the world, I think it'd still be helpful for you just as an experience of curiosity and learning to go take the quiz, see how you score and just experience that and and see what the questions are. Uh, You'll be fascinated at how much you can learn through a quiz like that uh, and and that type of experience. So Heather, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, offer. Uh, I would encourage you folks to to jump on it. Um, And again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Scott. I've loved our conversation. Fantastic. And for everyone listening, your time and attention are the greatest honor you could bestow. We're so thankful uh, for you sharing this time and opportunity with us. I hope it was as fruitful and, and inspiring for you as it was for me. And I can't wait to see you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. 
we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any of those episodes, go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.